I've tried everything. How in the world can I stop procrastinating? How can I increase my concentration? How do I harness control over my focus? Dr. Cashy gets questions like this a lot. We think boosting productivity means finding some hack to kick our brains into action. And what if the secret to success differs from forcing more brain power? We have plenty of that already, for real. Okay, I'll bite. Well, then what the heck do I do next? Let's talk about it. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to... Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. In today's episode, we are taking a closer look. We're taking a closer look at what is wasting your cognitive processing power and how that is leading to an attention deficit, more procrastination, crippled time management, and therefore a greater attention deficit. Hey, Krista. Let's get it on, right? A little bit of background. On this episode, I'm focusing on your attention. Specifically, the attention deficit sparking your chronic situation, your chronic stimulation-seeking procrastination tactics, which, in a sad stroke of irony, add to your attention deficit. Dr. Cashy does get a ton of questions varying, like variations on, on similar questions like, how can I get everything done? What can I do to increase my concentration? Any tips to keep me focused? Why am I overwhelmed? I'm frustrated. My brain feels so slow. After which, often asking what supplement or even drug they should take to boost their attention span and productivity, right? Instead of figuring out how to get more attention and boost productivity, I want to understand what is wasting your processing power, the attention deficit crippling your cognition. This conversation, instead of revealing more information, gets people looping, loop-de-loops, by arriving at the same conclusions over and over, it reveals a rumination-heavy path of circular logic, wasting your processing power, therefore generating brain fog and an attention deficit. Essentially, it's some variation of, I don't get stuff done because I can't focus, but to focus more, I need to get all this stuff done. <laughs> Sound familiar? It is here the problem becomes evident. You feel like you're running around in circles. It turns out, with a tiny bit of probing, you think in circles as well. And Dr. Cashy thinks one definitely leads to the other. Let's explore this problem a bit deeper here. There are two salient factors here. There are two salient factors. One, you teach yourself to have a shorter attention span, and two, you waste the attention you do have. So here's salient factor number one. You teach yourself to have a shorter attention span. I go into more detail on this, and Dr. Cashy teaches you how to play with yourself episode. Here are the essentials. The Netflixing, clickbaiting, tapping, and scrolling you do during leisure time erodes your attention span. This creates an attention deficit at all times. When you get bored, frustrated, anxious, or rebellious, especially at work, you fraction your attention away from what you should be doing to the same Netflixing, clickbaiting, tapping, and scrolling you do during leisure time. Here's what we know. Your leisure time creates an attention deficit and continuously makes it worse. You do leisure time activities as a way to stimulate yourself during work time. Therefore, you're teaching yourself to make your attention deficit worse every time you avoid a task. <laughs> Here's salient factor number two. 
you waste the attention you have. By relentlessly stressing over the same problem and arriving at the same conclusions over and over, it reveals a rumination-heavy path of circular logic wasting your processing power. This circular reasoning further truncates your working attention span because you're hemorrhaging system resources on this infinite loop. <laughs> you have more attention than you think. Instead of getting more attention, interrupt the cycle and take back what's already yours. Free it up. Free it up. Disrupting the loop functionally shrinks your attention deficit and grows your brain power. With that out of the way, you've freed up enough of your system resources to retrain your attention back to normal if you choose to be better than it was before, okay? You can train your attention span back to normal and if you choose, make it even better. Let's make this happen, all right? Dr. Kashi has a two-step solution to this and the whiteboard of wisdom was, was within reach today so we are totally taking advantage of that. Step number one, disrupt the loop, freeing up attentional resources. Step number two, allocate that attention. And a little bit of a hint, in a different way than you might think. Right? So step number one, disrupt the loop, freeing up attentional resources. Disrupting this brain crippling loop by taking what attention you have left and drawing attention to it. When you draw attention to it, you literally pause it. While it's frozen in time, you can take your newly available system resources to audit what that pattern looks like for you. Does this sound familiar? Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space, we can inject logic and reason to influence the outcome. This loop is the result of ping-ponging between stimulus and response so many times and for so long that the space between feels like it's gone. And it's still there, I promise, I promise. And this is your opportunity to freeze time and diagnose what is perpetuating the loop. What is perpetuating the loop. And this loop is perpetuated because you are allergic to a combination of these three things, either one or all of them. Whiteboard of wisdom back, number two, all right? You have these allergies. You are allergic to boredom. You are allergic to frustration. And you are allergic to authority. <laughs> so let's go with allergy number one. You're allergic to boredom. You have trained yourself to live in a state of chronic stimulation. When a chore or a work-related task has low levels of stimulation, well, you become bored and stimulation-seeking results. Allergy number two, you are allergic to frustration. You're allergic to frustration. You have trained yourself to live in a state of easy to digest stimulation. When you're doing a chore or a work-related task, even with the slightest annoyances or inconveniences, you avoid them or give up on them prematurely. By being allergic to frustration, it is tricky because you literally teach yourself that by avoiding it, you're winning, right? And allergy number three, you are allergic to authority. Allergy number three, you're allergic to authority. You've trained yourself to live in a state of zero liability, easy to access stimulation. And when doing a chore or a work-related task, especially when you feel like you're forced to do it and it only benefits somebody else. <laughs> Makes great sense to delay then too, right? Get stuck in a loop. Graded exposure is the only way to build a tolerance to your authority, boredom, and frustration allergies. That is the only way. And Dr. Cashy has an episode dedicated entirely to solving this problem. And Dr. Cashy's nerd rage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Make sure to check that out, okay? Now that we have disrupted the loop and freed up your attentional resources, it's time to now 
go to step number two, to allocate, all right? Allocating those new attentional resources, and a little bit of a hint, not in the way you think, all right? People think of attention allocation in terms of tasks and block schedules. This is 99% right and 100% wrong. It does make perfect sense. And that's why when you focus there, you get stuck in these self-perpetuating feedback loops of nonsensical sabotage, TM. <laughs> the real way to allocate attention is by being clear, open, and honest about your values, values. First, let us define values. A value is a quiet and powerful force be behind how you think and what you do about it. Again, a value is a powerful force behind how you think and what you do about it. Therefore, actively clarifying your values brings them from the back of your brain to the front. This means that you bring conscious awareness to the real-time influences your values have on you. Translated, your values dictate your attention. Your values dictate your attention. See the connection here? So let's peel back the onion a little bit. Dr. Kashi postulates that values guide you into realizing what is important in your life. When you have useful and operationalized understandings of what is important to you, then you know where and how to allocate your attention. Let's peel the onion again. Getting good at things that are important to you, it builds action tendencies to do more of the things that are important. Therefore, the more important things you do, the better you get at them. The more attention you build, the less you procrastinate, the better you manage your time, and the sexier your brain gets. <laughs> this is the path to training your attention span and focus to superhuman levels. This is it. Clarifying your values is the only way you can spend your time and attention in ways that are true to self. Being true to self fosters your autonomy, the ability to govern yourself, which is the key component to self-motivation. Self-motivation is the number one thing people, they, people say they need more of. This is how you get it. This is how you get it. So here are a few examples of values driving action and development. Financially secure. Treating people equitably. Doing new things and visiting new places. Solving problems and overcoming challenges. Being fit. So this all sounds great, Dr. Cashy, but how do I do this? How do I do this? Well, I'm gonna show you with my new and improved Value, eva value Evaluator 9000, right? This is Dr. Cashy's straightforward path to clarifying values. If you've ever had a traumatic diagnosis, a near-death experience, a massive culture shock, or know somebody that has, then you've seen value clarification happening in real time. As if on cue, you are filtering through your life, excising the garbage and the nonsense that seemed important but now you realize it's a total waste. In other words, a conversation with death is the quickest path to seeing what you value most in life. A conversation with death is the quickest path to seeing what you value most in life. Understanding what you value most in life means you'll have an intuitive understanding of the best ways to spend your time, energy, and attention. This is the secret sauce. If that has happened to you, then revisit that time and remember what you thought and how you operated soon after. Otherwise, or additionally, imagine you're about to die. Yes, I'm serious. During your last moments, look back at a life that was full and you're satisfied. List the ingredients in that full and satisfying life. Imagine the disgust and pain when looking back and only coming up with a regretful list of what ifs and if onlys. 
You can be quiet about it, but it's impossible to make peace with it. Peace and quiet are very different. So if you're interested in clarifying your values and solving your latent attention deficit, then tell Dr. Kashi by sending him a message and leaving him a comment. He gets back to all of them. Death is winning. Do something. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>